When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Tonight, I'm joined by the voice of the Washington football team, Bram Weinstein, after the 37-3 loss to Baltimore to end the preseason. Our focus, the 53-man roster's final cuts must be made by 4 p.m. Tuesday. You can follow Bram on Twitter at RealBramW, and you can read my work on ESPN.com. I have a 53-man roster projection up now on ESPN+. Bram and I go over most of it here as well. So let's get to it. Here's my conversation with the voice of the Washington football team, Bram Weinstein. Is Peyton Barber still a lock? Well... All right, Bram, I'm not going to waste a lot of time rehashing a 37-3 debacle. The game was irrelevant. Final scores are irrelevant. Well, it's really about individual play and all that and who helped themselves. You got final cuts on Tuesday. So let's get right to it. One of the important positions to discuss is running back. What's your assessment after tonight of that position? Not much has changed. This clearly of the three games was Patterson's worst. I mean, you know, by, by far. Um, I don't think that that really matters. I, I think he has solidified himself as someone who they can't sneak onto the practice squad, and we all know this. Right. So he's going to make the team. Like, that's, that's clear as day. He's going to make the team. So now it comes down to, I'll say this, as of, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, Peyton Barber was a lock to make the team. Correct. Barber, McKissick and Gibson are obviously going to be on the team. Um, and Peyton Barber was going to be that too, he slimmed down. He looks good. He's been faster. He's caught their eye. They're very happy with him. And what's happening right now with Patterson's emergence is they're in a numbers crunch. So unlike previous years, they're going to have to make some choices that I don't think they want to make. And I'm not saying he's going to get cut. I'm saying he's in trouble. And not because of anything he's done, but because if they're going to keep four tight ends and seven wide receivers, which I doubt now too, but like something has to get cut somewhere. Right. And that becomes three running backs. So maybe they feel like if they cut him, they could put him on the practice squad. I I don't, I don't know. I I just, I think they're going to end up cutting two people. They don't want to cut. And that's just the reality of the situation that they're in. And I think he's got to be a guy to watch. And I've gotten some, I would say, I don't want to say lukewarm vibes to, well, maybe a little bit luke, more lukewarm about um, from the standpoint of, is he a lock? And that tells me that he's, I think we've always said, you discuss every scenario and I think you have to discuss what do you do with him? Now, the value for him is also special teams. He plays, he's going to be a, an up back blocker on kickoff. He does some, he does some blocking on punt. He's a wing back on the punt 
punta unit. So I think they're, they're, they, they, they take all that into consideration. And then if you don't have them, who fills that role? I think that's what they were trying to see out of Antonio Gibson a week ago in those short yardage situations. Can you live without what, get, without what Barber does if you went that direction? I still think he finds his way on there, but yeah. you know, I, I, I'm with you. Like, I think it's more in the discussion now than it probably ever was. And so if you look at it like with tight ends, what do you do there? What do, what do you do? That's another problem. Again, this is right. about, you know, realistically what the numbers are. Um, and so here's the deal. Like Logan Thomas obviously is going to make the team. John Bates, I'm fairly certain, you know, that they're not going to put on practice squad. That yeah. He's going to be He'll on be the on. team, right? And now you got Samus Reyes. And everybody knows that he's a project and a prospect, but a really good one. One they're really high on, one who's come along a, even a little faster than they thought he would, but especially I think as a we blocker. all know they don't really want him to be playing particularly very much yet, but they see Darren Waller in him, you know, down the road. Like they see right. that. So they're gonna let him go and they can't cut him. No, they so can't. because he won't clear waivers and they no. know this, which means do you keep Ricky Seals Jones or not? And that's gonna be a tough decision. My gut says that they probably keep him. But again, you're making a choice here that you don't want to make. And uh, so I'm going with four tight ends at this point, but I could see them going, we have to go three because we want to keep Barber and Seals Jones is out. And maybe they try to reconnect with him later. And I, I think with, and that's where, they, you know, it's funny because it's, now it's somebody, well, it wasn't really Barber. It's not Barber versus Patterson. It's versus other positions because they Correct. do different things. So that is the discussion. So to me, they don't right want to cut him. They no. don't want to cut him. They, no, they, this, well, is, this, is a, this is a good problem. They don't want to cut him, but they got to cut somebody. So right. like, that's the problem here. And, and I think with Reyes, you know, my understanding is they view him as their best blocking tight end. Now, when I'm watching him, I still think there's some work that needs to be done there to be more consistent. But if you're thinking that right now, you're not cutting him. But that's right. Do you feel that he can perform all the duties of a tight end right now in a game? Ricky Seals Jones can. Now, at what level? I know a couple of weeks ago, I don't think they were all that high on him, to be honest. And I, but then I think at that point, they were higher on Tamaric Hemingway. Well, they cut Hemingway last week, which tells you that maybe Seals Jones has opened their eyes a little bit and he has to be in the discussion. So if you keep four tight ends, you, you know, then he'd be, he obviously would be on there. But then again, you're cutting somewhere else. And where, I mean, I, I think they're, they're going to keep three quarterbacks, right? Is that your, that's your sense too, right? My, um, my read on it, I, I thought, you know, there was a scenario by which where you go, do we cut Kyle Allen and put him on the practice squad because we feel comfortable with our top two quarterbacks? And my understanding is that's not happening. Right. Um, so, you know, unless some kind of, you know, change of heart comes around, I don't think that's happening. You know, and that which leads to the last one, which is receiver, which all right. along we've known is really, really, really deep, you know, deeper than it's been in a long time. And they're running out of room here, especially if they're not shelving Patterson on the practice squad, not putting Reyes on the practice squad and have a normal stable of players at those positions. We thought all along they got to keep seven because they have too many guys. I'm at the point now where they got to keep six. Well, who, Otherwise, who's, who's your six? Like, who's the sixth guy then for you? DeAndre Carter. So you're cutting Gandy Golden. I am. And again, okay. this is another one that I but feel like. If you're keeping like, four tight ends, you got to do something. 
Correct. I mean, I think that's where we're right on the edge again. I know they don't want to cut him right. and maybe they won't. And I'll be like, I'm not, I'm not the gospel here. You know, like I'm, I'm guessing like everybody else, but the writing is on the wall for those, those three people. Like I, I think there's, they can't cut Patterson. They can't cut Reyes. They're scared. They'll get picked up and they're probably right, which means they're on the roster, even though neither one of them really are expected to play that much. Maybe Patterson more than Reyes which means you've got to keep four at at least one of those two positions, which means you can only keep six at receiver. That's the reality of it. Correct. And so I think Gandy Golden is going to lose out there, but I could be wrong. They could go that way, and I don't know who their punt returner is then, but that's what it is. See, and right now I have seven receivers, but only three tight ends, and I'm not comfortable with that because I don't – I think you're going to want – I mean, you're talking about – a tight end, a guy play, who has never played, he's played in two preseason games in his life. Those are his only football experience in a game. And then you're talking about a rookie in Bates. That's a hard way to go into the season for me. So that's where Seals Jones comes into play. But I still only have three because I'm keeping seven. Gandy Golden tonight, if they wanted to see him build off last week, I felt he did. But I also know going into this, like, again, same thing what you said. I know that they liked him, but I know they viewed this as a big game for him. So he is not a lock. I think he'll be on, but he's not a lock. And I'm like you, I have Carter then as a returner. And I think if, you know, if Patterson, if they keep four running backs, then I think then then Patterson will be inactive every week. And then that's where Reyes will have to contribute more because you only have three. But could you sneak, yeah. could you put Seals Jones on the practice squad and in the first couple of weeks elevate him to the roster because you have that luxury in, in, the, in that yeah. time? In that time, somebody will get hurt. So there's a lot of ways to construct this and maneuver it than, than you've had in the past. And um, you know, I'm with listen- you on Seals Jones. If you want to gamble on somebody of these of these people we're talking about, if you if you want to gamble on two people, you gamble on Barber and Seals Jones that you can get them back on the practice squad because they're veterans. They've been around. There's a ceiling to what they do. They were available in the first place. You can't gamble on Reyes. You can't gamble on uh, Patterson. So if you're going to choose, I want to keep Gandy Golden and Carter because you want your punt returner, then you gamble on one of those two veterans and go, let's hold our breath for 24 hours. He clears waivers. We put him on the practice squad, and then we maneuver the roster at a later date. Right. And, and listen, the other thing we can't discount is a trade. And I think that's where if, if another team says, okay, I saw enough from Gandy Golden, I'll give you a seventh rounder for him. That's a possibility, too. I know there have been discussions. I'm not necessarily about him. I don't know. I'm sure there's – listen, every team has discussions. We know that. So that I think that has to be um, something else in play. Um, the other spot, linebacker depth. After tonight, are you concerned about it? Yeah, I was concerned about it going into the year. Um, you know, I think uh, – and Ron Rivera is <laughs> open about it. He'll, he'll tell you that. They, they, like, this is one of the spots – and there is one thing that we can get to in a bit about this particular game that I think is just worth pointing out. Okay. Um, and it is that the depth is not where they want it to be. While they may be deeper than they were, I think what was on display tonight is the difference between a deep program and one that's trying to get there. Right. Um, a deep championship program. Correct. Correct. Um, and, but at linebacker, they're, they're short. So, you know, I think this week could be interesting if, if a surprise name gets put out there and cut by somebody else that I think that, you know, they would trade out the bottom, you know, fifth or sixth linebacker if they felt there was an upgrade. So I think that's a possibility. 
Um, and it's clearly a position that I think they'll be focused on again next offseason. Yeah. Um, in the hopes of finding probably at least one starter again and then, you know, some depth behind it. But I, I you know, I'm actually a, a little bit like looking at what it is now. And I guess you just, you can't fix everything. Uh, but looking at it now, I'm, a, I'm mildly surprised that there wasn't a second linebacker taken early in the draft, you know, now. Oh, yeah. And I, because my, my thing with this linebacker, the depth here is the backups are pretty much mostly special teamers. That's where they're going to stand out. I don't look at someone yet like Kalik Hudson. I like him. I don't know that yet from scrimmage that he's shown that he could really help you there to the level that they want. Now, in a role, he can. In that big nickel role, I think he could. But if you have injuries there, do you have a guy that can step in and, and help them? I'm not sure that they do. And I think that's, that's, that's a problem. So, you know, and, and you're right. It was something going into the season that it was. And I, I agree with you. I thought there would be another linebacker taken just for that, you know, because there, there are a few guys that they liked. Yeah. In, fa in fact, what I thought they were going to do in the draft was you take a guy like Cormo in the first round. And then there was also some guys that could fill the Davis role in the second round. Would you have gone that? But that's a lot to invest at linebacker. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The season is starting and Prosper Insurance is helped to stock you up on your favorite Washington football team gear by offering a $25 gift card to the NFL shop when you get a home and auto quote with them. You don't even have to buy a policy to get the $25 gift card, though the savings will be worth it. I can tell you from experience, the quote I received was $2,000 less than my previous insurer. It might not be like that for everyone, but why not find out? Finding the right insurance can be a pain, but Prosper makes it easy while providing great service and advice. Their licensed advisors shop the market with top companies like Allstate, Nationwide, Progressive, Travelers, and more to find you the perfect coverage at a great rate, which helps explain why Prosper has more than 1,000 five-star reviews on Google. You have nothing to lose. Simply visit prosper.insurance slash kind to get your quote and a $25 gift card. That's prosper.insurance slash KIME, K-E-I-M. This offer is good from August 29th to September 12th. You know what else is cool? They plant a tree for every policy they write. That's more than 66,000 trees and counting. Get ready to feel good about your insurance. Okay, cornerback. Um, Tory McTire gets the concussion tonight. I still think he's yeah. on because, but it depends on how, and I'd say how severe it is, but sometimes when it's concussions, you don't know how severe it is until a week or two later um, or for several days later, but I still have him on. I think he did enough. He's versatile, can go inside and outside. And I have Troy Apke on instead of Danny Johnson. What do you think? I had uh, six, I have okay. him taken six corners. And now let me corners. let me tell you why. Let me tell you why with Apke because I know that's a controversial one, and I'm, all I'm doing is reading tea leaves here, and then what I'm hearing, and what I know is they love his special teams play. He starts on four special teams. 
they can, you know, Revere called them an ace and said, those guys are hard to find. And then, and then I was, I was told a couple of days ago that they view him, if they needed to put him in from scrimmage, they felt he, they feel he can do it. He's progressed to that point. I feel like he's improved now, whether or not he can go cover a good receiver. I'm not willing to jump up on a table and say that. I just know what they think. And that's why I think he'll make it because they feel like if he can go in and contribute from scrimmage, that he would be on. My opinion is him on the field. He's a target. Oh, he's um, a definite target. He's yeah, definitely, I agree. Um, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying that this is why I put him on is their thought process, not mine. Yeah. And, and look, good teams have good special teams and, you know, the Patriots are consistently, you know, I mean, it's not talked about a lot, but they're consistently like top five in special teams units. <clears throat> and Matthew Slater is a borderline hall of famer for doing this for them for as many years as he did. Um, you know, this team, when they were in the glory days, had Brian Mitchell. It was not just a right. great returner, but a terrific, you know, special teamer all around. So I see the value in it. Like, I totally see the value in it. Um, so you've got what? Jackson, Fuller, St. Juice, Moreland, McTire, Apke. Yes. And Apke is your sixth guy. Like, if, if he's coming in from scrimmage, you're going to have a – you're going into scrimmage, you're, there's a problem. We all – we know if, that. If you're doing that, then you are out loud saying Carter is definitely making it because you've now re- yeah, 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 removed yeah. your kick returner too. But right, right. And that's that's exactly what I did. Now, I still have reservations on Carter because we talked about Sims' ball security. Well, Carter has fumbled – like I think he leads the NFL in punt return fumbles in the last – since 2018. He's got seven. That concerns me, but we haven't seen him put the ball on the, on, the, on the ground this summer. So is he better there? I don't know. But but right now I put him on, yeah, that's how I do it. And the other thing with Apke, too, and you go back to like when, you know, when George Allen was here, they had great special teams and all that. Good special teams are a detailed thing for an organization. And, if, and one thing I was told a few weeks ago is that they would keep two or three guys on defense whose jobs were just were special teams. So, like, you know, Jared Norris last year, right? And I think Apke would fall in that category. Now, could he go play from scrimmage? Okay. But we know that's in an emergency. So that's a bad situation if he's out there playing because it means a few other guys have gotten hurt. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just – I'm so concerned if he played on defense that there's a problem there. But, oh, yeah. you know, they, they, do have, they got to make choices here. Um, and I also they think they need somebody – well, the other question is, are they cutting somebody a corner that's considerably better than him? And I don't know that they are. Right. So, and I like Danny so, Johnson, but, and he does, he's a good gunner too, but yeah, if he's not returning kicks. Right. And you know, the, the other guy, I guess that, you know, actually was pretty good tonight. I know it was unnoticeable for anybody, but Daryl Roberts was actually yeah. pretty good tonight. Um, and, of, of all and, the people out there, he like, he, he came to play and yeah, I agree. a couple of very nice plays and had a lot of really good run support, you know, which against a team like that you have to have. And Great. so, you know, that guy was fighting for his job tonight. He was, and you know, maybe there's a decision to be made there, especially if McTire is hurt, then maybe the decisions are made a little bit easier. Right. And, and I, and that's, that's where you go. Safety. Um, I think a lot of it's going to come down to Derek Forrest hamstring injury. Um, how bad that is. Is he going to be out for three or four weeks? Well, if so, then you're looking at an IR situation, but keep this in mind for people listening. If you put somebody on IR before final cuts, they're done for the year. If you put them on after final cuts, then they can come back. So if they put them on before final cuts, well, he's done for the year. And that, and then so Jeremy Reeves would make it. Otherwise, I think Reeves is off and Forrest is on. But again, it could be that you cut Reeves and you tell him, listen, we're going to bring you back when we put Forrest on IR for three weeks or whatever it is. 
um, depending on how the hamstring is. So that, I think we'll know more about that one tomorrow, but that's how I see it. Uh, him, I think, he, to me, he's been kind of, because I actually think they're relatively deep at safety this year that I I think you put him on your practice squad, personally. Who's that? Um, Forrest. Oh, so yeah. who would be your safe? Who would be your, like, how many safeties would you keep then? So we got Collins, Curl, McCain, uh, DeShazer, Everett, and Reeves. Okay, so you're keeping Reeves, and and that's and I'm like I'm a big fan of Jeremy Reeves. I don't like cutting him because I've all I like what he does out there, but Forrest is their draft pick, and I just you know if I'm gonna if it's even I'm gonna go with the draft pick because they do like how aggressive he is and how he flies around. But I've oh, always he's liked, a hitter. I, I like I him too. He's a hitter. Yeah, there I are a couple. <laughs> I don't know if anybody rewatches preseason games, but there are a couple moments, especially in the Bengals game, where he got completely fooled, and so he needs some. He needs a little more seasoning. But he's a total hitter, and I like him. I just think he needs a year. And I'm with you on the. I don't think it's the worst thing on earth, considering that they're relatively deep at the position that they IR them and just keep them in the program for a year. Right. And I think that's, I think that's a definite pot. I would, I mean, listen, if you get an injury now, it's always a possibility and it's a way to keep a guy around. Like again, they like Jeremy Reeves. I've always liked, like I said, I'm always like that kid. He's always on the bubble, but I like how he plays. I feel like he's decisive when he's out there and I, and he adds on special teams. So if he makes it and forces on IR, I could see that. And, and I, and I'd be okay with that. You know, the other thing too, Bram, when they're putting this thing together, they have the luxury this year. And I talked about this the other day, but they have the luxury this year of looking long-term. This is probably the last year they can really do that. So if you're going to keep some guys that you think can develop, it's this year because they know where they're yeah. at with this building program. It's not finished. So if you get like Samus Reyes and Patterson are guys that are as much for the future as they are for the first half of the season. They are still, and um, they're still a number of positions away from being like where they want to be, which sure, also yep. includes quarterback, obviously. Like that's, yes. I'm interested to see what happens at this position this year, but I think we're all eyes wide open that like, you know, they, they could be shopping for a quarterback again and, and probably yep. will be whether it's draft or free agency in some way again, but they may or may not need another tight end. We'll see with Reyes. I think they need, two new starters at offensive line again next year, depending on what happens with Sheriff, it could be three. So we'll have to see, you know, in the off season again, what that looks like at running back. They probably need one more to come along probably at linebacker as already discussed. I think they need another starter and one or two more depth guys and potentially another corner. I'm not totally sold that they're as deep as they want to be at that position with their front end guys look good. Um, right. But what do they have behind it? I don't know. Benjamin St. Juice has not played in a real game yet. I mean, he's looked great in camp, but let's see what happens when he's covering right. Keenan Allen in a couple of weeks. Right. Okay? No, there's let's a lot see what to happens learn. there. Yes, there's a lot to learn. And like everybody loves Jimmy Moreland. Um, but, you know, if he's your third best corner, I, I think you're not deep enough. Correct. So I would agree. With there's that. spots. Okay. He, there's spots here. Like there's they're they're far from complete, but they'll tell you that. And that's what yeah. they're not pie in the sky. They'll tell you this. I am really looking forward to what this season is. I think they're very competitive. I think they're way deeper than they than they had been. But the job to build a roster like the one Baltimore has, they're still a year away, maybe more than that. And yeah. and so I think we should just all know that kind of going into this thing. And but we'll see where they are. I mean, yeah. I think they're gonna be exciting and interesting and all of that stuff. No, I, I'm I'm with you on that. And I think, like I said, they know 
I have, I don't feel like anybody there has been trying to sell me a bill of goods. Like, Oh, just watch it. We're going to win. We're a 12, 13 win team. I think they understand where they're at in their development. And it's, I think where fans, what you really want to see is, is the progression. Right. And, um, you know, don't go into the season thinking, Hey, they could make a run at the Super Bowl. I mean, that think that'd be a bit far fetched, but going back and repeating the NFCs, I think that's doable and building on what they did is doable. And then, there's more work to be done in the offseason. With going with all that, would, did you would you have preferred they play the starters at least a little bit tonight? I would have, and I was actually a touch surprised that they didn't. Um, especially when it was in the middle of the week, they were you know Baltimore was more than signaling that they were going to play theirs at least a little bit. You know that they because Lamar Jackson hadn't played in the preseason yet, and so they decided it was important for him and the starters to go out there and do it. So. I don't know. I mean, I, I'll, I'll say what I said last week about it. It does feel like what they've done here is purposeful. Um, and I don't, you know, part of me feels like, do you really feel like you're, you're ready and you didn't need the snaps when I think all of us are looking at the offense going, you guys really on the same page yet? Because we haven't seen much, you know, from the starting groups that, that look like it. And the next one counts. And they're basically saying, we're good here. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll start doing what we're really going to do when we close the doors to the rest of you. At the same time, the purposeful part of this is, let's see what kind of depth we really have. And I think what you saw tonight was the difference between a team that is far more complete and potentially championship worthy and a team that still is missing a lot of parts and yeah. needs help. And then, you know, I, and D'Angelo said this while we were on the air tonight and I agree with him because he said he, he's been parts of, he's been part of things like this. And he said, you know, sometimes the other guys who are put out there, like you think that they're all really motivated to do this, do that. But when the rest of the guys on the sideline are like night off and joking around and not engaged, it can rub off on everybody oh, else. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know that, you know, that's what the intention obviously was. I, I think the intention was, all right, guys, show me what you got. You want to make the team or not? Let's see it. And it was not good. <laughs> you know, no, it was not, not good. No, and it wasn't. Know, but, you know, again, like, I, I'm going to sit there and, and be upset that, like, our third teamers were getting smoked by Lamar Jackson. No, like, of course not. You know, like, of course no. not. And I think here's the other thing. If you're Balt, you know, if you're Harbaugh or Rivera, who feels better tonight? Because one guy lost a key running back from their, from their game this, from tonight, J.K. Dobbins, because he got hurt. And that was why Rivera sat them. But, you know, the funny thing, Bram, last thing on this for me is, if they had had a joint practice with another team, these games, to me, come out a little bit differently. I, it would, I agree. To me, it's like, it's good to go against those. I know a lot of the preseason games about process and going through the operation and all that. But I do think you need to work on various things and see a different defense for a number of snaps to start to feel good. And how do you adjust off this look? Well, you see the same look in practice after a while, you know how to adjust just right away. You need to see a look that you haven't seen. And then what do you do? And that's where those joint practices are good. And that's where I, more than playing in the preseason, that's what I'd rather see them have. Um, last thing, Dustin Hopkins, level of concern. Hi. Yeah. Me Hi. Too. It has to um, be. You know, I'll, I'll be interested to see what Ron Rivera says about it. Um, because I don't know what he said after the game. I'm sure he was asked. And yeah. And, I mean, it, you know, he's been, he hasn't gone too hard on it yet, but he'll get asked again tomorrow because you have to, because now he, you know, go, go back and watch the operation and see all this. And 
you know, you'll see that it was a bad kick and like, okay, it was a bad kick and he rushed it and all that. And he didn't care if he made it or not. He wanted to see the operation, but you still want to see results from that position and, and they haven't seen it. So, you know, to me, there should be for him a level of concern. I don't know why there wouldn't be. I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I'm looking at this offense right now and maybe they'll surprise us and come out slinging it all over the place and look really good. And I have a hard time buying that that's what it's going to be. I think it's going to take some time. I, I do think they can move the ball and I do think they have a propensity for big plays and not down on them, but like, I don't think we've seen a lot in practice or in the preseason games. And I think it's just hard to know what it's going to look it's like. Real hard to know. So let's just, you know, and, and at the same time, you know, if you think what theirs is, is secretive, you know, Justin Herbert hasn't taken a snap in the preseason. I know. So his these second guys, year quarterback or the first year head coach hasn't right. taken a snap in the preseason. But like, he, that Brandon, sounds crazy to me. Staley's coming from Staley's coming from the Rams and they don't do it either. So if these guys lose in the preseason opener, it's not because these guys didn't play enough because they're facing a team where this guy played less. Yes. So it's, I know it's odd. So, you know, and everybody's treating it differently. Josh Allen played a ton tonight. You know, like Tom Brady Mike Mahomes played, played last night. Tom Brady, Tom Brady played. And here's this team and the Chargers, like this team with an offense that we don't even know what they're going to do, going, we're good here. And the other team going, second-year quarterback, yeah, he doesn't need the reps. Like, <laughs> I, don't, no. I don't know what planet we're on right now, you know. It's weird. So it was- I think it's hard to know what's going to happen. But to get back to Hopkins, the point really is – if the offense isn't humming along and they don't yeah. have it all together and they lose a game because he misses a field goal, Ron Rivera is going to be kicking himself for not making a change. So yeah. I, I just, I, my, my concern level is high. That was yeah. a really, that was a, that was a shank. Okay. Like I was totally on the new England game. I was totally on board with the operations, not timed right. That's why everybody needs to give Hopkins a break here. This one tonight, um, that was bad. I mean, that was really all bad. on him, a thousand percent. And you could see the operation was was not. I even went back and timed the operation. There was it was much better the second game as far as the snap. You know, there's a point where Tressway turns his head back to the long snapper. The first game he turned it back and the snap was coming right away before both he and Hopkins were ready. The second game it was mu- it was like a half second later, so it was a much smoother co- operation. Tonight, again, that's all on Hopkins. He'd say the same thing. Problem is, he's coming off a 79% year. He's got to do better because if not, you know, they're, they're, they don't have enough margin for error where they can lose a couple games because he was inconsistent with his kicks, and, we, and that's what he's been. So it's got to get better. So, well, Bram, there you go. Um, preseason's wrapped up. Final cuts on Tuesday, and we go from there. I mean, it's, we're one step closer to the regular season. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited for it. Me too. It's nice to get it going. Thanks, Bram. Yep. That's it for this episode. Thanks to Bram for joining me. And thank you, as always, for listening. I'll talk to you after the final cuts are made Tuesday night.